You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at microsoft.com slash AI for all. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Professor Douglas Allard's 22 minutes 17 second classic armchair audio theatre company presents The War of the Worlds by H.G. Wells. Abridged Too Far by me, Professor Douglas Allard. Divorced, but not bitter. Her loss. I never liked seeing the children. The War of the Worlds is a fascinating book, which tells the chilling tale of how in the late 1800s terrifying warlike Martians from Mars decided to travel the 35 million miles through deep space in order to invade Woking, England. Presumably, the plan was once they'd subjugated southeast suburban England, they would then carry on and conquer all the other foreign bits of the world. Places like France. Or Scotland. That plan didn't work out, but if it had, then maybe the title of the book would have been a little more accurate. The War of the Worlds, or the war between Mars and the inside of the M25 Ring Road, as it would be called today, is one of the first science fiction novels and is narrated in the first person by a nameless narrator. Why is he nameless? Did Wells refuse to give him a name so that he could stand as an international voice for all humankind, of every nation and race on the planet? Or did he just forget? We simply don't know. But because pretty much all of the War of the Worlds happens in Surrey, I think we can safely assume that his name's probably Clive, or Nigel, or maybe Ian. The book has 27 chapters, 60,167 words, and takes the average reader 4 hours and 11 minutes to read. A bit more if you're a bit slow, a bit less if you skip the long-winded description re-bits. But if you don't have the time to plough through it, then my 22-minute, 17-second classic armchair audio theatre company brings you The War of the Worlds, in all its classic aliens in middle-class England glory in just 22 minutes, 17 seconds. All you have to do is download, sit back, and listen. The story begins with our nameless narrator, 
visiting with his old, old friend, friend Ogilvy, Ogilvy the, the renowned, renowned astronomer at his observatory at Ottershaw, which incidentally is just outside Chertsey on the A320. Come in, dear chap. I was just studying the red planet Mars through my telescope. Do you fancy a peek? Don't mind if I do. Thanks. Good lord. What? Mars seems to have fired some sort of missile at us. Nonsense. I'm a renowned astronomer and I say the odds against that are a million to one. But there's another one. 900,000 to one. And another. 800,000 to one. And another. Oh, Bill, look. There's a falling star rushing through the sky above Berkshire. Yes, Dolly. And over Middlesex. And Surrey. And it's crashed to earth here on Horsell Common. Where's that, Flurry? Oh, it's just outside Woking. On the A247? No, the A245. Towards Chubbin. Let me through. I'm renowned. What on earth is it? It's a huge, long cylinder. And it's come here from Mars. Look, the top of the huge, long cylinder. It's unscrewing. Peek back, you idiots. Well, really? Now, steady on. There's no need for that. We don't know what's in the confounded thing. The top of the huge long cylinder is off. And look what's emerging. What is it? Quite phallic, isn't it? Let me through. I'm a narrator. Thank heavens you got here in the nick of time. Leave it to me. Something was stirring. Two luminous disks like eyes rising slowly and painfully out of the cylinder. A big, greyish, rounded bulk glistening like wet leather. There was something fungoid in the oily brown skin and the clumsy deliberation of the tedious movements that was unspeakably nasty. I really don't think that we want people from Mars moving to Surrey, do we? I mean, think of the property prices. We have to make contact. Find out if these Martians are friendly. See if they fancy a round of golf. That sort of thing. I say, hello there, Martian men. Welcome to Earth! Oh, shit! A killer death heat ray fires from out of the pit, vaporizing random people in the crowd. Oh, we can see that! As pandemonium breaks out. We know! And the unseen shafts of heat set the trees ablaze. You can stop narrating now! And I turn and run for my home in Maybury, which is just outside Woking. Hello, dear. Men from Mars! Sorry, dear? Men from Mars have landed on Horsell Common! That's nice for them, dear. No, no, they are monsters with killer death heat rays turning people to fire. Oh, the dog walkers will have something to say about that. Not that I have much sympathy for them. What? What are you saying? They never clear up the you-know-whats, do they? Sometimes you can't take two steps on the common without treading in a dog mess. Don't you understand? Earth has been invaded. Creatures from Mars are here to destroy us, to exterminate all humankind and lay waste to our citadels. Not Guildford? Yes! No! What are we to do? First, I must get you to a secure haven. Somewhere where you will be safe from these alien invaders. But where? Gather your things, my dear. We're going to Leatherhead! And so, the narrator and Mrs. Narrator clop off to Leatherhead. Probably going via West Byfleet, Cobham, Stoke Davenham and Fetcham. Meanwhile, more cylinders land in and around Woking, 
the Martians blow up more things and then start building terrible three-legged death machines which stalk the land. Their terrible cries ringing through the Surrey air. Euless, Euless, Euless. Having left his wife in the safe haven of Leatherhead, the narrator hurries back to Maybury, um, possibly going through Bookham, Effingham and Downside this time, before finally resuming the narration. I had just reached Ripley on the B3029 when I saw a crowd. Ooh, look at that, Florrie. Oh, I know, Dolly. A monstrous tripod higher than many houses. It strided over young pine trees and smashing them aside. That's right, Bill. It's a walking machine of glittering metal. In the distance. Over towards Bisley. Excuse me, do you mind? I'm the narrator. Well, I've never heard of you. We were just saying. Well, don't. Oh, I say that's nice, isn't it? Your head gets to say all them words. I turned and ran back to my house. In Maybury. I was going to say that. But even there, I was not alone. Who's there? An artilleryman whose company has been wiped out by the Martians. An artilleryman whose company has been wiped out by the Martians who? Just let me in for pity's sake. What has happened? What hasn't? They wiped us out. Had you been sent to destroy the Martian cylinder, only to have your cannons destroyed by the killer death heat ray? Yes. And you found yourself lying trapped, surrounded by the stench of death? Exactly. And you saw the metal monsters rise up out of the pit and set off, destroying all in their path? It was terrible. Until finally you worked your way free, made a rush for it, and have wandered happenstance here to my front door? That's exactly how it happened. How did you know? I have a lot of imagination and highly developed descriptive powers. That's why I'm a narrator. And what is your name? My name is not important. Apparently. Well, we can't stay here together like this. You mean because of the neighbours? No, I was thinking of the Martians. Oh, right. Uh, Yes. Well, um, I suppose I should go back to my dear wife, who I left in the safety of Leatherhead. Leatherhead? Yes, Leatherhead. But I heard the Martians have totally destroyed Leatherhead. Destroyed Leatherhead? Yes, they've destroyed Leatherhead and every soul in it. Oh. I think we should make our way up to London. You mean through Epsom, and then up to Kingston-upon-Thames, Merton, and Wimbledon? Ha! That's child's play. I was thinking of going via Weybridge and Shepperton. Yes, we could go that way, I suppose. And so they head off towards London, through places called Byfleet and Sheen and Adelston, which I'm sure would be very nice if they weren't being systematically devastated by Martian death machines. Finally, they arrive at the river near Shepperton, which hasn't been devastated by Martians. Yet. More tea, Florinda, dear? Why, thank you, Dorothea. I think I will. Bad show about these Martian Johnnies turning up here. Frankly, William, I don't see what all the fuss is about. Yes, I'm sure they're not all bad. Well, it says here in the Times that they're a rum lot. Oh, that's just newspaper talk. We know a couple from Manchester or somewhere, and they're perfectly charming. No, here we go. William, be friendly. We arrived just as the Martians commenced their fearful attack. What do we do? Quick! Into the river! I flung myself under the surface. The splashes of people leaping in after me sounded like thunderclaps in my ears. Excuse me! Coming through! Wait for me, girls! Oi! You lot! No bombing! 
When I was half suffocated, I raised my head above the water. The Martian death machines were laying waste to all before them. But look! The British army is there! On the other British bank! Firing their big British guns at them! I've warned you three. I'm the narrator. Get on with it then. The decapitated Colossus reeled like a drunken giant, blundered on a few steps before collapsing with tremendous force into the river. But as the stricken Death Machine's killer death heat ray hit the water... Oi, you lot! No boiling! Oh, Shepard, that's hot! I ducked my head back under the surface of the now boiling river. Above me the air was full of a deafening confusion. Buildings flashed into flames as the killer death heat rays went to and fro over Shepperton. And parts of Weybridge. I broke the surface and scalded, half blinded and agonised, I staggered through the leaping, hissing water and fell helplessly in full sight of the Martians. And that was the most dramatic thing that could ever happen in Weybridge. Has our narrator survived? And if not, then what's happened to the structural integrity of his first-person prose? We'll do it. If it has failed, then is this the end of the book? Of the world? Of Surrey? Well, we'll all find out after this quick word from our sponsor. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Welcome back to Abridged Too Far, The War of the Worlds. Now more cylinders have arrived from Mars and the invaders are building up their forces, concentrating on those strategic locations that they think are going to help them conquer the whole world. Places like Purford, Merrow, Adelston Golf Course, Banstead and Epsom Downs. Makes you wonder just how much research they did before starting this interplanetary war, doesn't it? But what of our nameless narrator? Well, unsurprisingly, he has survived and is now making his way towards London, where he meets a curate, which is what H.G. Wells chooses to call a vicar. Odd word choice, but there you go. Why? Why? I beseech thee, why are these things permitted? Excuse me, Reverend. What sins have we done? Can you tell me, are we far from Sunbury? Fire! Earthquake! 
Death! I'm in a bit of a rush. As if it was Sodom and Gomorrah. Actually, it's Sunbury on Thames I'm after. This must be the beginning of the end. It's near Feltham. The great and terrible day of the Lord when men shall call upon the mountains and rocks to fall upon them. Just off the 308? And hide them from the face of him that sitteth upon the throne. Yes, it is all a bit of a mess, but I am in a bit of a hurry. What hurry. Weybridge done to deserve God's wrath? It's not God, it's the Martians. Well, I'm an avowed holy man and I say it's God. Well, I'm an implied atheist and I say it's Martians. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm on my way to London. Ooh, I'll come with you. We can have theological discourse on the way. If we must. But first, I have some third-person narration to do about my brother. This is God's punishment on his faithless flock. Oh, do be quiet. My younger brother, who also doesn't have a name. Maybe it's a family trait. Anyway, he was in London when the Martians arrived. To begin with, no one in the capital was terribly bothered by what was happening out in Surrey. They never are. But when Weybridge was destroyed, they started to take notice. Extra! Martian attack in Surrey! Read all about it! But by then, it was too late. The Martians had conquered Staines, Hounslow, Ditton, Esher, and even Ockham. Extra! Extra! London Impossible! Imminent danger from Martian death machine attack! Read all about it! The Martian army was advancing and the newspaper headlines were getting unfeasibly long until finally... Extra! 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 Martians discharging clouds of black poisonous vapour by means of rockets have destroyed Richmond, Kingston and Wimbledon and advancing slowly towards London! Impossible to stop them! No safety but immediate instant flight! No need to read all about it because I just told you everything! There was a mad scrambling exodus from the capital as Martians started to lay it to waste. And my brother headed north to High Barnet, where he came upon two ladies in a pony cart being waylaid by a pair of desperate ruffians. Oi, missus, give us your pony cart. Oh, no. Get your rough hands off me. Help, help. Uh, I say, unhand that young lady's pony cart. What are you going to do about it? This. Oh. What's that? That's a weird place to put it. You've saved us from the ruffians. They were so rough. Quick, get up into our pony cart and take the reins. Giddy up! Thank you, sir. Yes, if you hadn't come along, who knows what would have happened to us. These are dangerous times, and I fear it is not safe for two ladies to travel alone. Those rough, uncouth ruffians could have done anything to us. But we are safe now. Yes, unless this young man harbours some unnatural desires towards us. No, I can assure you that I do not. Oh. But tell me, why are you travelling alone? My elder sister is the wife of a surgeon living at Stanmore, who, returning from a dangerous case at Pinner, heard at some railway station of the Martian advance and roused us to pack some provisions and told us to drive to Edgware, where he would meet us. But why didn't he just come with you? I don't know. Maybe he should have. But we have seen nothing of him, and now we are alone, and at the mercy of any rough man who wishes to force himself upon us. Believe me, you have nothing to worry about on that score. Oh. My brother and his two companions decided to make for the coast and try and flee to the continent. And so they head off towards Colchester. Encountering terrible scenes in Chipping Barnet. Waltham Abbey. Hadley. <coughs> Billericay. Good evening. I'm from Essex. Chipping Onger. Basildon. Shuberiness. Stansted Mount Fitchett. I think he must have made that one up. Epping. Bardfield Sailing. Until they finally reached the sea at... 
Gingham! We are here! Yes, and we can make a small boat crossing to safety. But there will be rude sailors with abnormal lusts, and we shall be at their mercy. Fear not, madam. I'll make sure nothing happens to you. Oh. All aboard! Cast off amidship! But no sooner had the small boat overladen with its cargo of desperate humanity left the shore than the Martian death machines appeared. Oh no! Will they want to interfere with me? No! They want to kill us all! The Martians plunged into the water, intent on stopping the boats and consigning the passengers to a fiery and at the same time watery end. But then, when it seemed like all was lost, a vast iron ship came tearing through the water towards the Martians. It's the ironclad torpedo ram, HMS Thunderchild! And it's coming to our rescue! That's right, Dolly and Bill. Hello, Flory. Three cheers for the HMS Thunderchild. Hip hip! It's not firing! No! It's simply sailing full speed at the Martians! Who are unleashing their killer death heat rays on it? But the huge iron ship is going too fast to be halted! Now, wait! Everyone! What are you three doing here? We're fleeing the Martians. That's right! We're fleeing! Well, I've told you before, and I don't want to have to tell you again. I am the narrator! But you're not even in this scene. And you haven't got a name. I mean, honestly, what does he expect? We're supposed know. to I fill in the gaps. I don't know what is going on here. Honestly, quiet, all of you! Now, where was I? When the huge ship was nearly upon the first Martian, it fired. Shattered, the Martian staggered and fell backwards into the sea. The second Martian, realising the danger, let loose volley after volley at the onrushing battleship. But it ploughed forward. And then... When it was a hundred yards from the Martian... The force of the explosion destroyed the second Martian. In spite of the terrible cost, it was like a first hopeful victory had been won by humankind against the pitiless invaders, and the small boat made it safely away to sanctuary. You know all that happened and you weren't even there? Oh, don't you start. After that rather exciting episode, the novel returns to the narrator and the curate who, it turns out, is one of the most irritating characters in English literature. I am as the good lord our god made me. See what I mean? Anyway, they decide the safest thing to do is take refuge in an abandoned house in Mortlake. Heaven above be praised to the good lord our god who has provided us this abandoned house in Mortlake. Yes, we should be safe here in Mortlake. Indeed, by the mercy and grace of the good Lord our God, nothing ill can befall us here in Mortlake, whilst he in his infinite mercy and... Was that your God's idea of a joke? All things are for a purpose. The Lord our God is undoubtedly punishing us for straying from the path of... Hush! Listen. What? 
I know that sound from a previous scene I wasn't in. It's a Martian cylinder. The top is unscrewing. It's just arrived from Mars and has landed on this house. Why has the Lord our God done this? Be quiet. Oh, Lord, in thou infinite wisdom and goodness. And now, the narrator and the irritating curate are trapped together in the house and have to keep absolutely silent. Which is not easy if you're a narrator. Trapped as I was with the irritating man of God, I spent my day spying on the Martians who had emerged from the cylinder. They were pretty repulsive. Suddenly, a tentacle reached over and grabbed something from a cage. It was my rival narrators. Who were being dropped to the ground. In the middle of all the Martians. Who then fall on us, hungrily devouring us. Ah! Oh, Lori, look, they're ripping my flesh. Oh, I know, Dolly. And devouring Bill's blood. It's not pleasant. Not wrong there, Bill. Look, he's sucking me off. Oh, look, oh, there goes my tongue. Oh, like a bat. Oh, like God. This is a Heathens! You relax. Quiet! They'll hear us! But they didn't even say grace! Now you've done it! A Martian's tentacle smashes into the room. The Lord my God will save me! But he doesn't. It grabs the curate and drags him away. The word of the Lord is upon me! More time passes. Until finally... With nothing to narrate, our narrator leaves the ruined house, narrating, and steps into a silent, ruined world, overgrown with alien red weed. I wander all over the city. There are no signs of life, human or Martian, until, as night falls, I reach Putney Hill. Stop! Where did you come from? Well, let's see. Twickenham, Roehampton, Kew, Hampton, Upper Halliford, Shepperton, Mortlake... I know you. You're the narrator from Woking. Maybury, outside Woking. And you are the artilleryman who I thought had been killed in Weybridge. Ha! Well, I hadn't. I escaped and I made my way here. Which way did you come? That's not important. The thing is, we're here, surviving. And there's not that many of us. No, it looks like mankind is done for. Totally. Absolutely. Buggered. But. What? I have a plan. You mean a plan for humankind to survive this onslaught? Yes. And form a resistance movement and slowly rebuild our subjugated civilization and one day reclaim our world? Yes. But that's wonderful. I know, isn't it? So how do we do it? That's the bit I'm stuck on. But I have made a start. Really? Yes, I've begun breaking into every pub and off-license I can find and stockpiling provisions. Really? So, do you fancy a drink? I resolve to leave this hopeless fantasist to his helpless dreams of grandeur. No, don't be like that. Cheers! Cheers. And so the next morning, with a terrible hangover, the narrator makes his way finally into the heart of dead London. There was a black dust and dead bodies lying along the roadway. The streets were horribly quiet. But then I heard one Martian. For some reason, I was drawn toward it. As I reached Baker Street, I saw it. A Martian death machine standing and mumbling. The silence came like a thunderclap. 
but a very quiet one. And then, because I am a narrator who knows things, I knew at that moment exactly what had happened. The Martians had been slain by bacteria against which their systems were unprepared. There are no bacteria on Mars and directly these invaders arrived, our microscopic allies began to work their overthrow. And by the toll of a billion deaths, man has bought his birthright of the Earth. And this world and all of Surrey is his against all comers! Yep, the Martians forgot the golden rule of travel. If you're going somewhere foreign, like France or Scotland, make sure you get your jabs and don't eat the locals. And because of that, the planet was saved. Even though it's never quite clear if the rest of the planet ever knew exactly what was going on in Shepparton and uh, Mortlake. But the narrator, he wanders about a bit narrating more stuff about how bad things are and he makes some points about colonialism and then he makes his way home to Woking. Hello dear, I'm back from the total devastation of Leatherhead. But, but how did you survive? Leatherhead was totally devastated. You tell me, you're the narrator. But he doesn't tell us and so we'll never know. There you have it, the War of the Worlds in just 22 minutes, 17 seconds. Thanks for listening. The War of the Worlds by H.G. Wells was abridged too far by me, Professor Douglas Allard, with some help from David Spicer. The voices you heard were Rakesh Bowery, Joanna Brooks, Charlotte McBurney, David Menkin, Caroline Rogers, and Ben Starr. The audio production was by John Schwab. It was directed by John Schwab and David Spicer and was a Broadway Podcast Network production. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.